Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. An Erio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows, we might even solve the case. I'm Ali Siegel. And I'm Melissa Stettin. First, a bit of exciting news. Webcrawler still has a Patreon. Yay. Every dollar will help us continue to create high-quality, well-researched shows with exciting guests for our listeners. Our patrons will receive rewards, videos, shout-outs, and merchandise discounts. We've reached $300. Oh, more than that now. More. More. Yeah. So we'll be doing a monthly bonus mini episode so look for that in october we'll do our first mini episode yeah. and to contribute please go to patreon.com slash web crawlers we've got some new patreon shout outs Hell yeah we do we've got adrian h jenna l florencia m gorgeous aaron with an e yeah scott g leah fc huh amy g and marilyn m Who's Marilyn Monroe, I'm assuming. Oh, I was going Marilyn Manson. Oh, Marilyn Manson. Do you think it's Marilyn? <laughs> Melissa got flushed. Wow. Do you think it's Marilyn Manson? Because we talked about him last week and now we have a anonymous I, Marilyn M. 1000% is. Yeah, I bet yeah. he heard our Satanism episode and now is yeah. donating to our Patreon. Thanks, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, so now we have Justin Long and Marilyn Manson, huge fans of the podcast. Yeah, loved you in the dope show. Love you in the dope show. Melissa, what is our weird thing of the week? Something I found a while ago while I was looking at a website called housecreep.com. I love this. This website, this website's for everyone. You put in your address That's and so then crazy. it tells you about weird things crimes or occurrences in houses in your neighborhood near you now it might be because i live in los angeles that there is a lot of results from a neighborhood because of like famous people yeah 
But um, yeah, put go to housecreep.com. I'm and so I was looking through random things. About like a half mile from my house, I found a unsolved murder. <gasps> Her name is Antonia Maria Yeager. She's 86. I wonder if she's heiress to the Jaegermeister fortune. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, we'll look into that. Okay, continue. Antonia Maria Jaeger. She was 86. She was stabbed to death in her bed in 2015. Oh, but no. nothing was taken, not even all of her jewelry. That's weird. Her husband was Judge Thomas C. Jaeger. Uh-oh. He died in 2008, so he did not kill her. But I was looking into this judge guy. He has an interesting story. Uh-oh. So in 1965, he married a woman named Eileen Jeffers, and she was heiress to a railroad tycoon named William Jeffers. Oh, interesting. Of the Jeffers Tycoons. The Jeffers Tycoons. The Jeffers. It was her first marriage. She was 61, and oh. he was 47. So good for, for their, her. Yeah, good for her. For, for their honeymoon, they took a boat to Catalina Island, which is this little island right off of... Uh, California. Melissa, <laughs> where's, where's Catalina? Well, for our, our listeners in, uh, you know, Kansas who may not be familiar with California geography, it's an island. They spent two days there, and on their way back, Eileen mysteriously fell overboard with no one else on the boat. It was just those two. Yeah, right. So, uh, Thomas told the investigators that he had gone below deck, leaving Eileen at the wheel the winds had picked up to 15 knots and the seas were choppy. When he came back up, Eileen was gone. And according to Thomas, he could not call the Coast Guard because the radio was not working. I don't buy it. But a spokesman for the charter boat company said the radio had been overhauled just before renting the boat to Thomas. He was never charged. <gasps> but he then went on to the Supreme Court, California. He married... Antonia Maria, the woman who has died in 1978. Then he started a religion called the Community Betterment Service. Ooh, shady. Anytime you start your own religion, that's yeah. bad. That was founded in 1974. And I can't really find any information other than like some tax documents where the, he said the annual revenue was $72,000. This is suspect. So it's his first weird. wife mysteriously died. And then his second wife was murdered to death? Yeah, but I mean, he died in 2008, so he didn't kill his second wife, but it's so strange. Maybe someone in the community betterment service did. Yeah, because he most likely got a life insurance payout from his first wife. How weird. Yeah. Anyway, that's a fun thing I found on housecreep.com. I have an interesting thing to say. What's that? Can we blow out the candle? It is the scent in this room is so strong. <laughs> oh my god, I had no idea. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, are you are you overpowered by a? The, I'm not overpowered. I'm a little over. I'm. I'm maybe I have a sensitive. To I smell. enjoy a scented candle. I don't enjoy a very strong scented candle. I'm just like a little overwhelmed by Hold scent. On a <laughs> is it the diffu- there's like 10 candles lit there's seven diffusers in here <laughs> now, is this diffuser bothering you oh it might be the diffuser no the candle has been blown out i will put the lid on it Ooh. i was just feeling like a little nauseated oh my god <laughs> <laughs> wow jeez 
God, the, the murders and the overboards were fine, but that candle, the gardenia candle, was just sending me. It's geranium. <laughs> oh, it's geranium. It's geranium, bitch. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, if any candle company that's got a low scent wants to sponsor web that's low scent. Low, low, scent. low scent candles. That's actually <laughs> that's a low scent candle. Natural, natural scented that's candles. That's natural. It's organic. Mm. Girl. Mm-hmm. You don't think so? No. There's some chemicals in There's there. There's some uh, burning. Arsenic. Is there really? <laughs> She's reading the ingredients. It says, it doesn't say. Yeah, that's because well, they don't want you to know. Yeah, like LaCroix has, uh, you know, natural flavors. What the fuck is that? Yeah, it also, doesn't LaCroix say on it, like, not guilty? Innocent. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it says innocent. Why? Because well, it's, it's like guilty. zero calories. Anytime, anytime you try to defend yourself that hard, there's something up. Yeah. Anyways, back to back to action. I'm oh, so sorry. I finally I feel, feel okay. Uh, you should. I feel ridiculed. If anything, is what I this feel. is on you. It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> you feel I am embarrassed. fully embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I called you out hardcore, <laughs> Melissa. We haven't talked about this in a minute. How is your missing cousin? I have some bad news. He's still missing. Oh no! There are no updates. No updates. On the missing it's going cousin. on a year because it was October when he was first reported missing. There's nothing. No updates. It's so bizarre. So I'm assuming that he purposely. Were there any? Like, did he buy a ticket? Like, were there no. any? No evidence of him buying a no. ticket. No. Here's what I think happened. He quit his job, drove to the airport. He has a fake ID somewhere. Mm, he fake faked ID. A, faked a light. Faked a license, yep. got a ticket to somewhere, started a new life. Yep. If you know anything about Melissa's yeah. second cousin who's gone missing, yeah. or it's like talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, yeah. Do we have a picture of your of your cousin? We do. We should post it. On I will our, post it. We'll post it on our Twitter. And yeah. if somehow you recognize him, but he has a different name, yeah. we'll, figure, we'll crack that case. Uh, yes, I know him. It's Bartholomew. <laughs> yeah. in Europe. He's in Prague. Yeah, he's in Prague. Yeah. And then we'll know what happened. Anyways, on to our main episode. We got such a huge response from our Night Terrors mm-hmm. sleep paralysis episode that we have decided to do a follow-up. Let's get into it! <laughs> It's more than just a nightmare. Sleep paralysis is thought to be responsible for numerous terrifying nighttime visitations. Their body wakes up and their mind is still fast asleep. I was held down by these living sort of ribbons that came across me and tightened up around me. Something pressing on your chest, choking or assaulting you. Sleep paralysis. As defined by the National Sleep Foundation, the term parasomnia refers to all the abnormal things that can happen to people while they sleep, apart from sleep apnea. Some examples are sleep-related eating disorder, sleepwalking, nightmares, sleep paralysis, REM sleep behavior disorder, not the band, and sleep aggression. Sleep aggression? Sleep aggression. We're getting into that. It's crazy. Sexomnia... Whoa. Which I actually know about. Sexomnia, sometimes called sleep sex, is also a parasomnia. It refers to sexual acts that are carried out by a person who is sleeping. Weird. I didn't include this in the doc because I was like, sexomnia to me seems a little suspect. Although it is like a clinical diagnosis. Right. But I knew a guy and I had interviewed him for Vice who alleged (gasps) that he suffered from sexomnia 
Like he would have sex with... If he was in bed with someone, he would start... Sometimes he would be asleep and start engaging in sexual acts with a person he was sleeping next to. What? I mean, was like it non- a girlfriend? Non- or was non-consexual. It-, it would happen to any... It didn't matter because oh he was God. asleep. So, like, if he could be in bed with, like... His mom. His mom. And, oh like, start God. doing sexual acts. And so no. he, like... How horrible is that? So he was like, he was like, I'm afraid to fall asleep. Like, I will sleep alone, like, and that's fine. But, like, if I'm in a relationship, I'm afraid to sleep at my girlfriend's house because, like, I'm afraid that I'll start trying to have sex with her and it will be, like, rape. Will he, like, if he's sleeping in a separate room, will he, like, sleepwalk and go have sex? No, so he doesn't sleepwalk. It's only if he's in the bed with someone. So he's like, I won't have sleepovers with my guy friends, like, in the same bed. Like, I can't sleep in the same bed as family. And, like, I won't sleep in the same bed as a girlfriend unless we're in, like, a very serious like long-term relationship and she understands that like this is a disorder i have and this is something that might happen and like i have her consent that like if this happens she knows i'm not trying to like rape her and she can like end it blah blah that's terrifying it's so terrifying and i understand that it's something that like doctors say is a real thing but also i'm like that's crazy it is crazy how is that even I, I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, I get if you. I mean, you. We've had sex dreams before, right? But this is like you're you're straight up, but acting I, it yeah. out. But it makes know. sense because we're talking about something else. The sleep aggression we're going to talk about, and that's. Yeah. I mean, that's like when you're having a nightmare and you start acting out your nightmare. So I don't oh. understand how sexomnia is really any different. I guess because, yeah, you can do you can do anything in your sleep. Yeah, it says common symptoms of sexomnia episodes include fondling or rubbing, moaning. Oh, my God. This is so mortifying. (laughs) Heavy breathing and elevated heart rate, sweating, masturbating. Oh, my God. You can just start jerking it in your sleep. Pelvic thrusting, (laughs) initiating foreplay with someone else. So you can just start going down on someone while you're asleep. Sexual intercourse, spontaneous orgasm. So, I mean, like, that happens to people sometimes. So guys, like, have wet dreams. Yeah. No recollection or memory of sexual events. Blank or glassy stare during events. Oh, that's So you can seem awake. You seem awake, but you're actually asleep. Oh, that's, like... Oh it's my like god, a that's robot. horrible! Like the eyes are open, but oh they're just god. like staring into space. <laughs> I wonder if I've like had sex with someone who has sexomnia, and I like think they're awake. Oh my god! But they're actually asleep, and I'm just thinking act- back to all the times, all the times someone has just <laughs> seemed not into it, but maybe they're just asleep. Oh my god! Wow. Inability or difficulty waking during events, denial of activities. Well, are you you're not supposed to wake up asleep? Yeah, so or... you don't wake you don't you don't wake up asleep <laughs> fucker either. <laughs> Good point. Doctor yeah, Stetton. You? Like you're getting raped and you're like I don't know. What do you do? I can't wake up because he might do something bad to me. It's like, well, you're already getting raped by him, maybe so don't you want to wake him up? Maybe it says what to do here. There's medications. Some people feel embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. You think? I would feel embarrassed if I started fingering myself in my sleep. <laughs> Several court cases have involved charges of sexual misconduct relating to sleep sex with a variety of outcomes, oh. which I can see that obviously happening. Although a person's medical history and other evidence will be carefully examined in court, determining responsibility remains complicated and controversial. I feel like you can use that as an out, but you yes. must have to have like a long history of yeah. being. Mm-hmm. And you probably have to go to a sleep specialist yes. and be 
very seriously diagnosed with this in order to. Anyways, okay, tangent. Here's a little reminder on night terrors and sleep paralysis. Night terrors are episodes of screaming, intense fear, and flailing while still asleep, often paired with sleepwalking. Sleep paralysis is a temporary inability to move or speak while falling asleep or upon waking. These and other sleep disorders occur when the neurological barriers between awake and asleep do not function properly. And about 10% of Americans are affected by some sort of parasomnia. Mm -hmm. And we learned that... (laughs) One of our favorite celebrities. One of our favorite celebs, Kendall Jenner, has sleep paralysis. Yeah. Celebs are just like us. I wonder, can we play this? <laughs> do you think we can play this clip? Oh, this video of Kendall talking to Kim. What's been going on? This stupid sleep paralysis thing is like really getting to me. Sleep paralysis? What is that? It's like you're asleep and then like the middle of the night, basically your mind wakes up, but your body's still asleep. So, like, you wake up, but nothing can move. Wait, speak nothing. It's the scariest. Me. It's the scariest thing in the entire world. You literally think you're never going to be able to move again. You can't do anything. You're freaking out. I mean, I thought I was having anxiety. This is like so much scarier. I've never heard of sleep paralysis, and I think it sounds like such a crazy experience, and I feel so bad that she's been going through this. Kim wow. needs to listen to our podcast, because then she would be fully educated. She was sh- shocked. She was she stunned. Was shocked. She was stunned. She was wearing full camo, and she was stunned. <laughs> she was wearing full camo. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about REM, sleep behavior disorder. When you act out your dreams or nightmares... Your mind is asleep, but your body is not. For example, if you're having a dream that you're fighting in a war, you might be physically throwing punches and kicking while you're asleep. So this condition is obviously dangerous because you can harm yourself and the people around you. So here are some instances of REM sleep behavior disorder happening. A 77-year-old minister had been behaving violently in his sleep for 20 years, sometimes even injuring his wife. A 60-year-old surgeon would jump out of bed during nightmares of being attacked by criminals, terrorists, and monsters. And a 57-year-old retired school principal was inadvertently punching and kicking his wife for two years during vivid nightmares of protecting himself and family from aggressive people and snakes. I'd get a different bed. Yeah, right? Like, for two years, she's in the bed getting punched and kicked? (laughs) Just yeah. get it in a, get it asleep yeah. in a separate room. So it affects mostly men. Yeah, why? That's interesting. Why? It, maybe is it testosterone? That's what I was thinking. I was mm-hmm. thinking that there's so much testosterone and men have to push down being violent all day long. So then in their right. sleep, they just it acts out. That's got to be what it is. So let's talk about sleepwalking. So sleepwalking, it's a common parasomnia affecting up to 4% of adults. It involves complex behaviors that occur during arousals from NREM sleep, which is non-REM sleep. During an episode of sleepwalking, the brain is partially awake, resulting in complex behaviors and partially in NREM sleep with no conscious awareness of actions. That's from the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. Sleepwalking has been used as legal defense. Mm. So when you sleepwalk and you killed someone, it's called homicidal somnambulism. somnambulism. Rolls right off the tongue. Some <laughs> homicidal... The arsenic candle's starting to kick in. <laughs> yeah. Homicidal somnambulism. Somnambulism. 
Seems suspect to me. What was that movie? Rooney Mara and Channing Tate. Oh, Side Side Effects. Effects. Yes. Did you ever see that, Maria? No, is it good? It's good. It is good. Rooney Mara kills... Well, Well, don't... Please. Oh, my God. You're allowed to do spoiler (laughs) alerts for something that came out like 10 years ago. It was 10 years ago. But you should have said for me to cover my ears. You're wearing headphones. Oh, my God. (laughs) But it's going directly into my brain, what you're saying. Well, that's the plot, though. I actually got it wrong. I actually got it wrong. She doesn't kill. Oh my I God. thought she did. Does <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well it turns out Melissa and I don't even know what the movie's about. <laughs> uh, Steven Soderbergh, right? See, I yep. know. I, mm-hmm. I'm hip. Mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. it. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> yeah, it's about someone killing someone. A young woman's world unravels when a drug prescribed by her psychologist has unexpected side effects. She does something to Channing Tatum in her sleep, and she tries to use that. As a uh, legal yep. defense. Mm-hmm. Homicidal somnambulism. There have been a lot of legal cases involving that as the defense. Yes. There was one in 1981, a guy named Steven Steinberg of Scottsdale, Arizona, was accused of killing his wife by stabbing her 26 times. He told the police that intruders had killed her during a burglary, but the evidence implicated Steinberg and the police arrested him on a murder charge. At the trial, his attorney called witnesses to testify that Steinberg may have been sleepwalking. He was acquitted on the grounds of temporary insanity. Okay. If he lies, though, about right. it, then that's bad. Yeah, like, oh, intruders. Oh, wait. Oh, yes, I did stab her. Sorry, I forgot I was sleepwalking. Like, if you're immediately like, oh, I killed yeah. this person while sleepwalking, then I feel like you can use that as a yes. legal defense. You can't lie and then use it as a defense. Then you nope. obviously did something wrong. But I was reading the law in Arizona was changed 10 years after that. If you are deemed criminally insane, you have to go to a mental hospital instead of them letting you free. Interesting. Okay. So that was changed because this is 1981. 80s were crazy. Before people were like using this as a defense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In 1992, Kenneth Parks, a 23-year-old Toronto man, was suffering from severe insomnia caused by joblessness and gambling debts. Early in the morning of May 23rd, 1987, he drove to his in-law's home. He stabbed his mother-in-law to death and also assaulted his father-in-law, who survived the attack. He then drove to the police and said, I think I had killed some people, only then realizing he had severely cut his own hands. Under police arrest, he was taken to the hospital, where he underwent repair of the tendons in both of his hands. Because he could not remember anything about the murder and the assault, he had no motive for the crime whatsoever, and did have a history of sleepwalking, his team of defense experts, psychiatrists, a psychologist, a neurologist, and a sleep specialist— concluded Ken Parks was asleep when he committed the crime and therefore unaware of his actions, and he was found not guilty. That's crazy because he drove. Yeah, so I guess he drove asleep. But, I mean, he had a history of it. Yeah, how do you, so, but how do you drive asleep safely? He did. How is this scary? Oh, my God. Scariest voice I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It sounded like a ghost. 
demon voice. <laughs> that was oh, terrible. <laughs> Covering for that two months of bronchitis. <laughs> it's all been leading up to that. <laughs> and that oh. exorcism. <laughs> I'm cured. What if I didn't yeah. have it anymore? Yeah, it's gone. He came it's, out. It's in our headphones and our bodies. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess I needed to clear my throat. I'm surprised no one from any of the other rooms just came in here to see if we're okay. There's literally three women screaming and no one checked to see if we were okay. You don't. <laughs> so anyway. Anyway. In 1999, Scott Palliter. <laughs> like a demon, that's the he had to come out and say he's like you don't drive safely if you're not if you're taking if you're sleeping <laughs> okay here's what happened on january 16th 1997 scott falliter went to bed he said the next thing he remembers is police swarming his home and arresting him for killing his wife of 20 years. Oof. Police reported that Yarmila Falater was stabbed 44 times and then drowned in the family pool. Neighbors stated that they heard screams and dogs barking as they called 911. The husband just threw the wife into the pool. This is what the, the 911 call said. The dispatcher asked if they were fighting and the neighbor reports, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know. It's weird and I'm concerned. So the police found Yarmila floating in the pool. Scott and their two children were still asleep in the home. Police reported that there was evidence to show that Scott hid his clothes and the murder weapon and washed the blood off of himself. Witnesses told police they saw Falater exit the home with gloves on his hands. They also saw him drag his wife to the pool and hold her underwater. Huh. So multiple sleep experts testified at his trial saying that people who sleepwalk usually engage in routine activities. The more complex the activity, the less likely they are sleepwalking. However, other experts said it's rare but possible for someone to commit an act of violence while sleepwalking. Yeah, it seems like there was a lot of steps to this one. Yeah. Like stabbing, and holding underwater, like changing outfits. Cleaning like, the murder weapon. Yeah, that's like too many things. Yeah. The driving despite the demon that lives in <laughs> Maria like don't other don't people drive on Ambien all the time like asleep uh yeah I had an ex-boyfriend who he was worried he was like working in Massachusetts he ended up he was taking Ambien oh, because no. he couldn't sleep yeah and he drove to the grocery store he woke up apparently had like call someone to like come pick him up he doesn't remember doing oh, shit. it yeah I mean like I think it's a thing what yeah. did he buy I don't remember because that's really telling isn't it oh yeah I wish telling. I could remember in 2001 California verse Wrights, Stephen Wrights killed his lover Eva Weinfurtner he told police he had no recollection of the attack but he had flashbacks of believing he was in a scuffle with a male intruder his his parents testified in court that he had been a sleepwalker from childhood, but the court was not convinced and convicted rates of first-degree murder in 2004. Well, it seems like he had that thing, maybe. Yeah. The flashbacks. REM, the REM um, aggression. Yeah. Or if he, he said he was dreaming that there was a scuffle with a male intruder. Yeah. And that he acted out his, his dream. Okay, so now on to something a little less sinister, talking in your sleep. How common is it? I feel like actually a lot of people do it. Yes. I don't do it. Do you do it? 
I have been the past few years. You have, Maria, yes. do you? Yes, I've woken up screaming, and I've also, I talk in my sleep, and Craig was talking in his sleep the other day, too. Okay, so that's what we were going to talk about. Yeah. Men, I've dated several men who talked in their sleep. Really? And this guy who I recently dated talked in his sleep, and he said that one of his ex-girlfriends almost broke up with him because of something he said in his sleep. Whoa. But his girl, his ex-girlfriend didn't tell him what he said. Like, he wouldn't what? tell her, but apparently it must have been bad. Oh, my God. What could God. he have said? I don't know. When I, when I was slipped over at his house once, he said baby a lot in his sleep. Baby. Yeah. And it didn't seem like baby. Right, baby, right, like a, right. Like an infant baby. Like he was like, baby. But she broke up with him because of that. Yeah. Or like they got in a huge fight because of it. Was so, it like he said, like an ex-girlfriend? Maybe. Name? I don't know what he said. Maybe or the ex-girlfriend's name is baby. Maybe the ex-girlfriend's yeah. name is baby. Wow. I don't know. But one thing that was kind of interesting is before he and I went to bed, he called me baby. And then he said baby during the night. And I was like, do you know that you see baby in your sleep? So do you call whoever you're with baby before you go to bed so that they don't think it's weird? Oh, that's interesting. I didn't ask. This is just something I thought in my head. Oh, yeah. So anyways, that's an interesting sleepwalking thing. But he said he's I mean, sleep talking thing. But he said he's really embarrassed about sleeping because he talks in his sleep. You have an you have an ex story. This is actually the same ex who drove on Ambien. He was dating a girl who would talk to him in his sleep. Mm. So he suspected her of doing it because he woke up a few times while she was asking him questions. Oh, God. One time he woke up because he heard her talking and he pretended to be asleep. And so she would ask him things like, do you love me? Are you still in love with your ex-girlfriend? Oh, my God. I guess he had sort of woken up a few times and was like, oh, wait, I like she's talking. It was a girl he was yeah. he was dating for only like a few months. Oh, God. Yeah, she would ask him. It's like, like her insecurities yes. are like seeping into her yeah. subconscious. Yeah, because he talked in his sleep. That's creepy. And so like he broke up. Like, it's so creepy. That is weird. Maria, what does Craig say? I forget what he said the other night. I started recording it, but because it's been so hot out, I downloaded that app, but it's been so hot that we have the air on every night, yeah. so I can't use well, it. Well, there's different levels of sensitivity. Yeah, but it was picking up up like my dog licking his paw like in the middle of the night oh yeah or her paw my dog's a girl i can't i'll know more but i wake up screaming and the other day i actually uh well like two days ago i had a dream my dog was being taken away by a hawk oh. and i woke up like hitting the bed like i was trying to get oh my the, and it was in the direction of my boyfriend and my dog oh my god so you like, have aggressive Somnambulism. Uh, I've woken up before, like banging my hands and stuff too, because I had wow. a dream. I have dreams where, like, I'm trying to save someone, or like my my feet will be kicking like rapidly and stuff. This is. I'll play a little audio recording. My friend, who is, I won't say who it is, um, but he is a famous singer. You guys know who it is. Yeah. If I said it, you guys would be excited. But I haven't asked who I also person, dated. Who you also dated? Did you guys both date him? Really? We you were. Did. He and I were just friends. Okay. Melissa, do you want more? He has a very steady girlfriend. <gasps> Got it. He sent me this recording of him talking in his sleep. Let's see if it will play. The, the, let's do the uh, uh, potato, potato launch. <laughs> potato launch. Yeah, it says potato launch. He's talking about potatoes in his sleep. And then there is one more. Oh my God. 
That's just him saying, oh, my God. <laughs> I was using mine for a while. I, I didn't record that sleeping with him. He sent me those. Right, he had downloaded right. the sleep app and then sent me those recordings. Yeah, I had it on for a while and then I didn't record anything. And then the nights where I don't turn it on, of course, those are the nights where I wake up screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Melissa, now let's get into something that I'm really excited about lucid dreaming lucid dreaming okay so what is lucid dreaming it's when you are conscious during a dream 55 percent of people have experienced this at least once in their lifetime so how do you lucid dream i found the WikiHow page <laughs> it's my favorite website so dream lucidity is the awareness that you are dreaming this awareness can range from a faint recognition of the fact to a momentous broadening of perspective Lucid dreams usually occur while a person is in the middle of a normal dream and suddenly realizes that they are dreaming. This is called a dream-initiated lucid dream. Awake-initiated initiated lucid dream occurs when you go from a normal waking state directly into a dream state with no apparent lapse in consciousness. In either case, the dreams tend to be more bizarre and emotional than regular dreams. Most importantly, you will have at least some ability to control your dream self and the surrounding dream. Yeah, so that's how WikiHow um, explains lucid dreaming. But it also gives steps on how to do it. The first one is to keep a dream journal, which, like, sure, whatever. The second one is to use reality checks frequently. It says, every few hours during the day, ask yourself, am I dreaming, and perform one of the following reality checks. With enough practice, you'll start following the habit in your dreams as well, cluing you into the fact that you're dreaming. So if you do it during the day, then when you're asleep at night and you're dreaming, you'll be able to do the same and you'll be like, oh, no, this is a dream. So then you'll become conscious in your dream. Am I sleeping? Yeah. Well, no, you'll still say, you'll still say. Am I dreaming? Simply look at your hands and feet. These are often distorted in dreams when you inspect them closely. Oh. Read a page of text on the time or the time on the clock. Look away, then look back again. In dreams, the text or time will be blurry or nonsensical or will be different each time you look. Okay, so if if the if it looks right, then you're awake. If it looks weird, then you'll be aware that you're dreaming and then you'll become lucid in your dream. Then, att- uh, then the last one is attempt to push your index finger straight through the opposite palm. Really expect it to go through, asking yourself whether you're dreaming or not both before and after. Oh my God. No, Maria. I'm dreaming. (laughs) (laughs) During a dream, your finger would pass straight through your opposite palm. And asking yourself the question twice will increase your chances of realizing that this is not normal. Am I dreaming? So no, we're awake right now. Except Maria. No, I'm I'm dreaming. I have a question, though. How do you get to the point where you're able to do that in your sleep? We're literally telling you right now. I know, but you're telling me what you're telling me what I can do. But I'm telling you, there's no part of my dream where I'm going like I'm dreaming ever. These are the steps that you're supposed to do to do that. You say this throughout the day. Throughout the day? You say, am I dreaming? And then you also do this when you're there's because, you know, when you dream, it's like a lot of it's based on what you did that day or what you read or saw. A lot of my dreams are what's supposed to happen the next day. Really? Yeah, I get stress dreams, like anxiety dreams, like everything I'm supposed to do the next day will go wrong. Like if it's something important or something, like I'll be late, like everything will go wrong and I'll wake up and there'll be this sense of relief that it didn't happen. Well, that's that's another problem. (laughs) You got your own problems. (laughs) Well, there's some... So like in your dream, you would be like... Look at the clock, and then you'd be like, "Okay, the clock, the clock, the time, and the clock looks weird." 
and you'll be like, okay, I'm dreaming. I'm in control of my dream. And then you can start to control it. Okay. There's some more steps, though. Would you like to hear them? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, great. Number three, repeat. I will be aware that I'm dreaming each time you fall asleep. You guys should take the next week and do this every yeah, day. I'm yeah. going to try to do this. And then for our patrons, we can do a follow-up on whether or not we lucid dreamed and we'll what happened. We'll post videos of us sleeping for Patreon. <laughs> oh, my God. And then maybe... <laughs> do, like, webcam stuff. Yes. Oh. oh, my God. Never have I not wanted to. That'd be so creepy. It will be me and... I'm going to Hawaii next week. It will be me Ooh. in a bikini lucid dreaming on the Ooh. sand Ooh. for our patrons. I'd pay for that. Patreon.com slash webcrawlers. So this technique is known as mnemonic induction to lucid dreaming or i know i'm dreaming imagine me saying that in a bikini on the i know i'm dreaming <laughs> like family's next to you like what? let's get away from her maria's just like you can't <laughs> you can't <laughs> oh god 
you'll be like, oh, that's a dream. That doesn't happen in real life. Or you <laughs> or being like, oh, I'm stressed out about things that are going on tomorrow. That's a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then drift back to sleep when awakened from a dream. When you wake up and remember your dream, write it down in your dream journal. Then close your eyes and focus on the dream. Imagine that you were in the dream, noticed a dream sign or reality check on real... What? So write down your dream if you wake up in the middle of the night and then... Consider purchasing a light alarm. Go online and purchase a a light-based instead of a sound-based alarm or even a specialized dream light designed to induce lucid dreaming. What? Set it for 4.5, 6, or 7 hours after you fall asleep or set it to go off every hour if possible. While sound, touch, or other stimuli during REM sleep can also make a dreamer aware of the fact they're dreaming, one study shows that light cues are most effective. Oh, weird. WTF. I feel like that would just wake oh me up. Oh, my God. Go to luciddreamer.com. Uh-oh. Control your dreams. Enter a world of limitless potential. What if you could wake up in your dreams and live out your wildest fantasies every night? What would you do? And I guess to get there, you got to buy the Lucid Dreamer. Oh, what is this? You stick the electrodes on you. What? Oh, my God. How much is it? Do we need one? I think we do. Oh, my God. And it has an app. How do I buy it? (laughs) How does this get? (laughs) How much is it? It's like we should get the makers on. Meet the makers. Derek Mulder and Andre Kaiser. Well, how much is it? Accomplished neuroscientists. Maybe they'll donate one. It's currently under development. Fuck. Oh, maybe available. we can go beta. Follow our social media accounts to be the first to get updated. Maria, I mean, Melissa, send them your modeling pics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Dreamer. look, on their website it says, can lucid dreaming cause sleep paralysis? This hasn't been updated to, since 2017. Oh my God, maybe they're in, we gotta go get them. <gasps> they're lost. It's a sign. Oh my God, yeah, they're, they're lost. lost in their dream. Oh no, it's like that, isn't there a Black Mirror episode? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> we they, no, that's AI. <laughs> also different things. <laughs> <laughs> There's that Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Inception. Inception, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. There's that Black Mirror episode where they're in the video game. Yes. Yeah. With Jesse, Jesse Plemons. Oh, they had a Kickstarter. And what happened? Took the money and run, I guess. And, they, and they, you could lucid dream to like practice skills. Yes, like karate. Yes. <laughs> lucid. <laughs> it's like the Matrix. It's like where they go in the Matrix to like the flight simulator and stuff. I've never seen it. You have never seen The Matrix? Like, I know you're trying to make me feel that. <laughs> but, like, I haven't seen The Matrix. What? Allie, you like, I know either. And you know it. <laughs> like, I know what it's about. I've seen parts from it. I know the references. But I have never sat down and actually watched yeah, it. Yeah, if That's someone says crazy. Neo, I know I know, what like, red pill, about. blue pill, and, like, yeah. I, the, the thing where he gets hit by the bullets and he's like, right. whoosh. Yeah. Why? Wait. So, Lucid Catcher, the first no training Lucid Dreamer wearable, made eighty seven thousand dollars on Kickstarter. Dirk Mulder. Scully. That's a Mulder. fake. That's a fake name. Oh my god! There's Lucid Dreaming pills. Oh my god! That's gotta just be drugs. It's Ambien. Right? Mushrooms. What? You guys, I could connect with Dirk on my new LinkedIn profile. <laughs> Absolutely. Send Dirk a message. Sleeping awareness pill. Okay. Let's see what's in this. Hooperzine A, Alpha GPC, Choline. I'm gonna I'm gonna email Andre Kaiser. 
Neuroshroom. I kind of almost want to do mushrooms again just to see what my dreams feel like. We have to, if you do them, do Melissa, it for we have, no, we have to record you as you do it. Oh, God. We just have, you won't know it, but there'll be I microphones. I won't know it. There'll be microphones everywhere. Oh, I'm going to be let like me know. paranoid. Just like, let me know. No, will like, lose my mind. Wait, the Lucid Dreamer. Okay, there's a Kickstarter. It's made $148,000. And you wear it on your head like this. It's like a headband. How does it do it? The funding was canceled. <gasps> Why? Why? Wait, on 2016. Wait, so they made $148,000 and then they canceled it. Did everyone just get their money back? I guess so. So it just didn't work, you can I guess. do that? Lucid Dreaming device. That's crazy because if you raise that amount of money... I wonder what has something weird must have happened. Yeah, they they probably got stuck in their lucid dream world. Yeah. I'm sending him a LinkedIn letter right now. If he gets it, we'll know he's awake. And if he doesn't, we'll know he's lost in his dream. Oh, this says, Dear Backers, it's been a little over a week now since we have canceled our campaign. And we have taken comfort in the fact that many of you have reached out to us. Thanks for all the heartfelt responses. We are continuing our efforts to increase the effectivity of our approach and we need as much data as we can get. Oh, they're in the Netherlands. Weird. Maybe the government shut them down. All right. I said, hello, I'm a producer on a podcast called... (laughs) (laughs) I'm a producer on a podcast called Web Crawlers, and we have been doing some episodes on sleep paralysis and lucid dreaming. We came across your lucid dreaming product, and we would love to talk to you about your approach to lucid dreaming. I said lucid dreaming too many times. <laughs> we came across your... Lucid dreaming Kickstarter. <laughs> your Kickstarter. And we would love to talk to you about your approach to lucid dreaming. Hope to talk soon. That's great. Okay, I'm really killing Weird. it in the LinkedIn game. Yeah, you're doing amazing. We'll endorse you for some stuff. Like writing emails? Oh, yeah. Writing emails. Producing. Producing. Oh, yeah. Is you can endorse you do? Pe- Yeah, you can endorse yeah. people for things. Okay. We'll have Melissa do shrooms and we'll videotape yeah. her. Great. And I'll and, turn on sleep talk. And we'll I... turn on sleep talk. And then over the next week, you and we'll all try to lose a drink. Celebrities have sleep disorders, too. Yeah, tons of them. <laughs> well said. <laughs> we talked about Kendall Jenner has has sleep mm-hmm. paralysis. Jennifer Aniston sleepwalks. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal has sleep apnea. Jimmy Kimmel has narcolepsy. Yeah, I was reading about that this morning. Which I think I have. I've diagnosed myself, but I was reading about narcolepsy and it was like it's basically when you're when your head is your brain is like always kind of asleep. And it was like sometimes during the day, like if you have a bad memory or don't remember things, it's because your brain is always a little bit asleep. So it gives you like a bad memory and you're always like a little tired. And I was like, I think I have that. (laughs) I think I have that. I know. I I have that, yeah. (laughs) I think we all have narcolepsy. I had an MRI brain scan recently. Because you're so tired? Well, yes, because I was forgetting things. yeah crazy things right where i would order this i ordered pillowcases on the internet like a month ago for outside and i totally forgot the next morning i ordered them again and i got an email from the website that was like hi you placed this order last night i would do that that even they were like no let her know (laughs) yeah like and i was like i have no recollection of that and i would forget things all the time i i what did they say what did the results well i decreased my lexapro okay because that was a big side effect of it interesting yeah and then i got a brain scan just in case and it's fine yeah and it's just antidepressants can do that 
Yeah, I'm on, I think, my epilepsy medication because one of it's called Topamax and they call it Dopamax. And I think oh, it's, it makes it, you tired. It makes me tired and it it's brain fog is one of the things. Yep. So I think that that's why I forget stuff all the time. Yeah, I was having, it was like the past year. It was real bad. It's so bad. Maria. And I was just what about tired you? You all just the time. Dumb? Yeah, no, I just, I just, sometimes I just, ju- just don't do things. Okay. Yeah. Well, we have it worse than you. Yeah. Keith Oberman has restless leg syndrome. Oh, I have that. I also think I have that. I have no, that I definitely too. have that. I definitely have that too. <laughs> I can't sleep without shaking my legs. Yeah, I, sh- I get it's up the to worst stretch. feeling. No, it's the worst feeling in the world. One, I was off gluten for an entire year because I saw uh, like a, a homeopathic doctor who was like, this could be contributed contributing to it. And it did help. But like for like a year I was having it's like growing pains basically but it's not pain it's like the need to stretch out but as no matter how much you stretch out you you're it doesn't satisfy you yeah I find that if I eat a lot of sugar it makes it worse yes and alcohol too yeah Thomas Edison polyphasic sleep which I think we're going to talk about yeah what's that we'll talk about in a second okay intermittent sleep Cheryl Hines has insomnia from, um, you know who Cheryl Hines you is. Know, from Larry uh, David, Curb Enthusiasm. Okay, what are the different kinds of sleeping patterns, Melissa? Yeah, okay, so monophasic, phasic, monophasic is sleeping once per 24 hours, which is what most humans do. I don't do that. You don't do that. There's biphasic, sleeping twice per 24 hours is like you sleep and then you take a nap or I, a siesta. I usually do that. Yeah. And then there's polyphasic, which is sleeping multiple times for 24 hours. Which I also kind of do that. <laughs> a lot of newborn babies and animals do that. Some famous people who did that. So Da Vinci. What do you do? do you, are you biphasic or polyphasic? I'm monophasic. Oh my phasic. God, are you serious? I cannot. Monophasic is you sleep once. You sleep eight hours or whatever and you're done. Biphasic is when you sleep twice. Like you sleep eight hours and you take a nap or whatever. And then if you're polyphasic, you nap you just multiple sleep. times. You don't have, like, you sleep like... Okay, well, sometimes I'm polyphasic, but that's when I depressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I Me think I'm bi- I think I'm biphasic or polyphasic. Yeah. I, I take a nap almost every day. Oh, you do? Hell, uh, 100%. I can't take naps. I can't. If I lay down, I'll take a nap, but, like, I don't need to. Oh, my. I 100% will take a nap every day. I need to take naps, but I can't because if I lay down, it takes me, like, a half hour to fall asleep. What? And then... I will sleep for like two hours. I can't just sleep. Oh, yeah. Oh, my for eyes, a half hour. My eyes close and I'm gone. I, I, I that, float away. How? I see. How? I see no problems here. That's people who can take twenty minute naps are oh, no, insane. I sleep for two hours. I, yeah, I'll sleep, I'll for, like sleep for two hour. hours, and then you wake up and you're like, "Boom!" Back to my life. Yeah. When I feel when, terrible, when you wake up and it's dark. It's the worst feeling. Oh, that's that, that's honestly that's the called, worst. That's, I call that Rip Van Winkling. Oh yeah, because it's like long. you don't know what time you're, you're like. What day is it? What have yeah. I done? Yeah, I hate. Where that. have I yeah. been? No, yeah, I don't like that. You're like, what meal did I miss? What yeah. meal is it oh. now? Yeah, I that's where like that. that's the worst with um. What do you call it? Uh, travel. What do you call it when you travel? Uh, that thing. <laughs> uh, you get um. Uh, time. Time changed. <laughs> What's it so called? Got it's called uh, uh, sleep change. change. It's called. Uh, Why can't I think of it? Plain fog. Uh, no, not it's uh, it's called um, time lapse. <laughs> Someone left a review that we're bimbo. Jet lag. And Jet now lag. this whole episode is just us being able to speak or remember words. 
I'm starting to think that review was 100% accurate. Yeah. That was a great representation honestly, of our podcast. Thank you. That is 100%. Who are these bimbos? Yeah, honestly, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> They're called uh, airplane sleep labs. <laughs> airplane like, sleep These lab. women are not journalists. They are total bimbos. Believe me, I know. <laughs> You're telling me, kiddo. So, some famous people with weird sleep patterns. Da Vinci apparently took a nap every two hours a 10 minute nap every two hours i love that which seems crazy yeah and according to stayawake.org stayawake.horse salvador dolly would hold a metal key in his hand with a plate on the ground while he's sitting in a chair so when he would fall asleep the key would drop and wake him up so he could paint another masterpiece that would eventually be made into posters and hung in college dorms that's crazy that wouldn't work for me because if i'm holding something or any like i won't be able to fall asleep my brain won't be able to turn off well yeah that he didn't fall asleep he would hold the key so when he started to drift off the key would fall and hit the plate and he would wake himself up and be like ah but all the time he's wasting sitting there trying not to fall asleep and hold the key and drop the key why wouldn't he just take a nap because he didn't want to sleep he needed to paint his masterpieces but he wasn't painting when he was sitting in that chair he was like don't sleep don't sleep keep the key in your hand you should ask him i don't know i don't know uh winston churchill would sleep five hours a night and then one to three hours between lunch and dinner i think i do that yeah that seems like a good sleep schedule i churchill and then nikola tesla thomas edison all apparently did polyphasic sleep where they would sleep for like an hour at a time like every few hours it seems like that's for geniuses yes it does. It seems that way. Do you way. get what I'm you getting know, at? I know, I know. But wasn't there a book? Ri- wasn't, oh, who's the guy that wrote the, um, the Uh-oh. like the 30 hour work or the 30 day? <laughs> this could take a minute. No, the 30 Malcolm day. Malcolm Gladwell. No. The 30 day work week or whatever. <laughs> Dr. Seuss. The 30 Angela's ashes. Frank the McCourt. 30, the 30, thir- uh, fuck, what was it the called? The 30 day challenge. The 30 day work week or whatever. Oprah Winfrey. Or no, not the 30 day work week. It was like the three hour work week. <laughs> <laughs> the 30, the 30 day work week. It was. It was about like, work week. Oh my god! You work for a month at a time. The three hour work week. Tim Ferriss. Nice. Didn't he do intermittent sleeping or something to like maximize your potential? I don't know. That would maximize my potential. That would turn. Like, that would make me very. I sad. don't know. Yeah. Anyway. But he seems to know what's up, so I don't know. Yeah, Tim Ferriss. All right. Hit us up. The reason we decided to do this episode is because we had so many amazing listener emails um, who told us all about your night terrors and sleep paralysis. So we wanted to read a few that were particularly scary. This is an email from Joran. You guys, I just listened. <laughs> that's how enthusiastic this person was you guys i just listened to the sleep paralysis night terrors episode thank you for mentioning that connection between sleep apnea strep throat ocd and sleep paralysis as a kid i kind of had a lot of strep throat and i've never been diagnosed as ocd but i certainly tend to lean in that direction so that was all interesting to hear I probably had my first sleep paralysis experience about 10 years ago, and they happened quite a bit for the next five years. It would always happen as I was first going to sleep. I wouldn't always realize that I had fallen asleep because I was semi-conscious. 
That's like lucid dreaming. I would always feel that weight on my chest holding me down so I couldn't move. And there would be a dark figure. Mm. I don't think I ever assigned it a gender. It's very good of you. Yeah. At the foot of my bed. I'd struggle to move or wake up or something. And that's when I'd hear, hear whispering directly in my ear. No. I couldn't decipher any of the words that I heard, but it was certainly ominous. When Satan speaks to the girl and the witch, it reminded me of the whispering I would hear during paralysis. No. My wife was often in bed next to me, and I would wake her up with a low, very strange moan. In my sleep, I'd think that I was screaming, but the sound came out of me was ju- that came out of me was just a moan. Once I knew to expect that sleep paralysis was a distinct possibility when I fell asleep, my wife would watch me. I would feel 100% positive that I could open my eyes, and I saw her next to me, but she always said that my eyes stayed closed. They never opened, but I felt like I had such a vivid view of the room and the demon. Spooky. I did some online sleuthing, and a technique that I learned was to, one, once I realized it was happening, try to calm down, and two, control my breathing. Apparently, breathing is one of the only physical functions that you can control while in sleep paralysis. And if you can teach yourself to take deep, fast breaths, your body can snap out of it and wake up. I had some suggest, uh, success with that, but the episode stopped completely for me when I started using a CPAP for sleep apnea regularly. The only downside is that I wear a ridiculous face mask to bed every night. Okay, this is an email from Tanil about an out-of-body experience. I absolutely love your podcast and have listened from episode one. Thanks. I love how excited you all get when you're uncovering information. Your podcast both piques my curiosity for all things creepy and unexplained. It makes me laugh. Thanks for that. I've always been fascinated by the unexplained. So I have an odd thing. My story is that I have had the experience of not being in my own body and actually occupying someone else's body or consciousness. Whoa. These experiences have all happened while I'm asleep. The most vivid and visceral experience was of my coming into the consciousness of being in the body of a tall, thin, elderly woman who lives in New Mexico. (gasps) I remember just knowing that's where I slash she lived. I remember walking around her house, getting ready to go somewhere, and I was watching out the window for my ride to pick me up. I remember what my, her hands looked like. I had old lady hands with peach nail color on acrylic nails. I was wearing gold and diamond wedding set on my left hand. I remember walking into the bathroom and looking in the mirror and seeing my face and that I had a short beauty parlor styled blonde hair. I had on a light blue denim jacket with fringe on it. Yes, very fashionable. I was... Is she Dolly Parton? I I was like, is she me? (laughs) (laughs) I was all made up with a full face of makeup and pink lipstick. I remember the feeling of looking looking out of this woman's eyes and feeling what it felt like to be her just as I walk in my own body and see with my own eyes. Even now, I can recall the smells of this house clean and pleasant. Melissa, I mean, Maria must not have any candles there. Oh, God. God. That's really (laughs) unfortunate. (laughs) Is what it is. Ah, See the decor in my mind. I can see the large tree in the front yard when I looked out the window. I remember feeling anxious about my ride being on time and about being late to where I was going, although I don't remember where that was now. That's it. Nothing dramatic or traumatic. It was just a little snippet of this woman's life. This particular experience happened to me several years ago. The only person that I've ever told about this experience is my sister, 
I myself have never been to New Mexico, and I am a short, curvy, 43-year-old woman who lives in Florida and would never, ever wear a fringe <laughs> denim jacket, Allie. <laughs> the oddest part about this experience is that sometimes this memory kind of floats into my mind every once in a while as if it were my own memory. I wonder if it's a oh, past life. Oh, yeah. I've had a couple of other out-of-body experiences, but this one was the realest, most tangible, and different because I actually occupied someone else. Of course, these experiences could have been dreams or my brain misinterpreting information. However, they have always felt like something more. Keep on crawling, T. I mean, how? What? I, I know it feels like something more, and that's great. But it's like, and I'm not bringing you down to you at all. This is just a question I'm asking. Yes. Doesn't that just seem like a dream, though? In in a, in, in a lot of ways, like it, something stood out about it to her. I don't think I've ever dreamt that I'm someone else. Yeah, me neither. I don't know. I I do you dream. You're someone else. Or is that you're just writing in your diary? <laughs> <laughs> Note to self. Dream about being someone else. Then it, yeah, that is, that's interesting. Yeah, it is it's interesting. Weird. For sure, it is weird. I huh. wonder if you could try and find that woman that you were. Yes. A w- woman who wears denim fringe jackets in New Mexico. Oh, I'm on LinkedIn, so I can look. <laughs> <laughs> Here is an email from Whitley about strange things happening in her house at night. Okay, so I am writing because after listening to the Night Terrors and Sleep Paralysis episode, it made me start thinking about what happened to me last fall. Everything I am about to tell you is 100% true and really happened to me. But this is a long story, so bear with me. First, I feel that I should tell you that some of the women in my family have always felt a strange connection to the paranormal, as if we are more sensitive to it than others, but we don't like to talk about it very much. Especially my mom. She won't talk to me about it unless I really push her because she gets scared. When I was a child, I witnessed a number of things that I could not explain. This happened last fall. When my now husband and I were looking for houses to buy, we happened to come across an old farmhouse that was built in 1901. When we first pulled into the driveway, I said, are you kidding me? I'm not moving into a haunted house. Seriously. That day, my husband bought the house. Oh, come on. LOL. (laughs) At first, I didn't experience anything too odd, but small things started to happen, such as things would fall to the floor doors opening and closing on their own, and the cracking of the floor as if someone was walking. All the cupboard doors would be open, things like that. Most of the time I heard these things after my husband went to bed, so he didn't believe me, until one night we heard a huge crash in the kitchen. It sounded like a box of metal or glass had fallen on the kitchen floor. We both ran into the kitchen to clean up the glass so our dogs wouldn't get it in their paws, but there wasn't anything out of place through the whole house. The worst thing that happened, though, is what really upsets me. My husband goes to work at 2.30 a.m. every day, so I was home alone as usual. I cannot stand being alone, so I got two dogs, a German Shepherd and an Australian Shepherd. I let them sleep in our bed when my husband leaves for work. As I was laying in bed around 4 a.m., I thought I heard something and it woke me up. I decided to just stay in bed and not worry about it. But then I heard something I could not ignore. I heard a soft and slow. That's ridiculous. On my bedroom door. Why wouldn't you just knock the table, Allie? (laughs) You knocked a coaster. She picked up a coaster and knocked it when she's got a huge wood table. Okay. Just trying to do some sound effects. Some foley. Oh, no. 
I heard a soft and slow. <laughs> nice. On my bedroom door. <laughs> Almost as if it were a child knocking. I don't have any kids. My bedroom is at the top of the stairs in the old nursery. I thought someone was in my house. I became petrified with fear and could not move. My Aussie began to snarl and growl like I had never heard him do. I felt like someone was standing over me and felt a dark presence but was too afraid to look. My dog pushed against me as hard as he could and put his neck over mine as if to protect me. He snarled for almost five minutes before he stopped. I didn't hear anyone go up or down the stairs or open my door. I finally got enough courage... So I woke up the German Shepherd and had him and Maverick search every nook and cranny of my house, but I found no one and nothing out of place. Needless to say, I was really shook. I got ready and went to work early just to get out of the house. I was crying on my way to work because I was so scared. I told my husband I was too afraid to sleep in the house alone and that I was going to stay at my parents. He wanted me to come home after work, and I did, but I was not happy, and I was really, really upset. A few nights later, I had been drinking and heard something, and instead of getting scared, I got really pissed off and yelled, In the name of Jesus Christ, I compel you to leave this house. You are not welcome here, and do not come back. Get the fuck out! I am not really a religious person, but I have heard it is a way to remove dark spirits from a home. Honestly, ever since that night, I haven't heard or seen anything strange since. I even bought white sage to cleanse the house, but I haven't felt the need to use it. It really makes me wonder if I have sleep paralysis, or if I was experiencing a ghost or a spirit. I say I think I may be sleep paralysis because over the years I have taught myself how to lucid dream. Oh. But I'm not always in control of it and wonder if I was having a nightmare that I was half awake for. But I have never had that happen to me before or after this incident. But if it was that, it still doesn't explain how my dog acted. I don't know, but I wonder if maybe he was smelling my fear and that's why he reacted or if he could see or smell something that I couldn't. Let me know what you guys think and if you have any theories as to what happened to me that night. Thanks so much. I don't know what that could have been. It's also a house from 1901. That house is haunted. That place is haunted as hell. I'm sorry, but your house is haunted as hell. Sorry, your place is haunted as hell. (laughs) Sorry, get the hell out of there. Haunted as hell. Haunted as hell. Compels you. The power of Christ is not going to. I had an idea for a movie about a haunted house that you Airbnb out called Hell BNB. Love it. Yeah, that's really good. Love it. Thanks, guys. Okay, next. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is an email from Jeremy about shadow people. It's a short one. So as someone who has dealt with shadow people, I do relate to the daytime shadow people. More than once while leaving a store like CVS or Walgreens, I would see an older woman pushing a cart toward the store. Then I'd lose sight of her behind a pillar or she'd be gone. It got so bad that I would frequently run back into the store or around the pillar to test and see if she was really there. I vividly remember the first shadow figure I saw during this time. It was an old man in a black suit and a black hat step off a curb and turn into a mist. Thanks for taking the time to read my ramble. Stay safe out there, crawlers. Do you want to read the last one? So I keep thinking about your sleep paralysis episode and how I've had it for years. I never had strep throat, but I did have some crazy experiences. The worst one that I ever had was I saw a shadow man outside my window and he started screaming and beating on the window to let me in or to let, yeah, let him in. 
It scared the shit out of me. I also would get it when I was in high school falling asleep during class and I would wake up during lectures just paralyzed. Oh my god, that's crazy. That's so scary. I've also slept walking. I've gone outside doing it, but mostly just sprinted around my house as a child, scaring the shit out of everyone when sleepwalking. Pretty fun stuff. Hee <laughs> hee. Love the podcast. Wait, so this person would fall asleep in school and, and then wake, wake up. up. Sleep oh my god. That'd be so embarrassing, like in a lecture hall. Yeah, when you're like on a desk, I guess you just like, oh my god, a nightmare. So anyways, that is our follow up to our sleep paralysis episode. You guys uh, had so much info to give to us that we thought we'd do a little bit uh, more on different sleep disorders. If you want to email us more, where can people email us, Melissa? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com or on Instagram, send us a message at webcrawlerspod or Twitter at webcrawlerspod. We're also on Reddit, webcrawlerspod subreddit. Awesome. And if you want to donate to our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash webcrawlers. Uh, Maria, does the demon inside you want to say anything to sum up the episode? (laughs) The demon's gone. (laughs) Yeah, it's now in in our bodies. I would. I mean, did you guys want to read that review? Oh, yes, we should read that review. Oh, yes, yes. We got an amazing review, which now actually gave us our slogan. So we're more than grateful. And also, have you guys gone on the insights page of your your podcast on on Acast? Yes. Did you have you seen how far and wide your your listenership has gone? You guys have a one listener in Nigeria. What? You have 39 listeners in Algeria. What? What the fuck? You have 19 in Egypt. Oh my god. Wow. 8 in Turkey, 14 in China, 13 in India, 18 in Russia. Uh-oh. So like your my motherland. You're oh, worldwide. Oh. None in the Ukraine. None in America. None in America. <laughs> <laughs> none in the Ukraine. You've got none in the Ukraine. Yeah, our podcast is censored there because we know too much. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so if you guys are from, I'm I, doing this on the big ones too, but like if you guys are anywhere but America, you guys should write in so that we we can we can connect with people outside the U.S. Yeah, we would yeah. love that. Send us an email or send yeah. us a DM and we would love to personally shout you out if you're listening from like Egypt or Algeria or something. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah, anywhere but the, the U.S. And then we'll get to the U.S., of course. But let's just yeah. say if you're listening from name a city in the U.S., uh-oh. Oh god! <laughs> oh no! Tennessee. Oh, Let's god. say Tennis- Tennessee. Is that a state? <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, if you're listening, Nashville from Nashville, Tennessee. Oh. If you could write in, Ohio, <laughs> Ohio. Yeah, oh. any of those three city states. Oh boy! <sighs> Do you want to read the review? You can read the I'll review. Read the, okay, from, from Shell Ray. Just awful. One star. Do not present yourself as true crime. By the way, we're in the comedy category. Listen to one episode on Cherry Pepini. All they do is make believe. Well, this person... (laughs) Make believe. Not incorrect. Well, this person said this, so she had to be a drug addict. And this person who said she knew her as a webcam sex worker, so that means Sherry must have been too, and it goes on. Well, that's also... We give our theories. Those That's, are theories. Specu- These are not facts. Yeah, we're speculating. Yes, yeah, We say that in our intro. Yeah. These two don't have a clue what they're talking about. True. They, mm, true. they try to be funny, but they aren't. <laughs> also true. True. <laughs> All the reviews who want to hang out with these two, well, that's probably your mentality level. 
the icing on the cake <laughs> was one of these women commented about veal that comes from lambs. Are you serious? I know this review won't be posted, but hopefully these two bimbos will get the message. Okay. I did say that veal came from lamb, and I need to offer a formal apology. It's baby cows. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking lamb. It's ignorant, Melissa. At the end of the day, it's just ignorant. I'm sorry. We give an apology right now. I am so sorry I'm that so I said veal came from lambs. I hurt the <laughs> meat industry. You're- I'm so sorry that they torture little baby cows instead of little lambs yeah, for veal. This fucking veal lover. But now we're bimbos. Yes. So yep. now our new slogan is true crime for bimbos. Yeah. Do you right. love it? I love it. Oh, wait. Let's look at all these other things she wrote. I'm sorry to say that she gets a lot of five-star reviews. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, we need to find her, and we need to give her a formal apology. I think that veal comment really put her over the edge. She really got upset. I bet you she's probably vegan. She's given two... Oh, okay, 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 okay. Two-star review. I'm getting to the bottom of it. Here's another one where she gave a three-star review to a podcast where she says all the animal abuse is difficult to hear. Okay. So we might be getting to the bottom of it. She also gave, she's given so many reviews. One said, these two are clueless about so much and not funny. This person writes so many reviews. She has six pages of... This is insane. And it only starts in February of 2019. And she's already written... Six pages of reviews. That's insane. Who has time? I just want to tell Shell Ray right now, like, come on back. Like, yeah, we get it. Like, I yeah. know, I know what you're hearing. That's fine, but also, like, we hear it too, and that's what's fun. Yes. Yeah. We're just, we're just a couple. We're just three gals out. joshing yeah. around. Yeah. Talking about conspiracies and fun things and yeah. hanging out. You know, sometimes it gets serious. Sometimes it's light. Shell, come back. Please. Come back to us, Shell. Um, anyways, thank you so much for listening and keep turkey in your fridge. And, and bye. <laughs> An Erio's original. Powered by ACAST. 
scale quickly, and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.